political. She wants to raise money. She wants to run again and be successful. The same thing with Alfred Bragg in, in New York. Uh, these are people who are making their po political careers on getting Trump. They want to claim that the election will be before, I'm sorry, the, the case will go to trial before the election. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I think it's very unlikely. That's Alan Dershowitz on with Paul W. Smith just a short time ago on Focus here on WJR. And this is a guy who is not a Donald Trump's supporter. This is a guy who, Donald, he has not voted for Donald Trump. He does not he does not subscribe to Donald Trump's ideology. But this is a guy who looks at this case out of Georgia and says, this is nuts. This is bogus. Nothing should be coming of it. But because of of the amount of charges against him, Donald Trump's going to get got by somebody. Who is it going to be? What charges are going to be dropped? What's he going to be able to sidestep? That's what remains to be seen. But in the meantime, this latest round of indictments, some legal experts say could spell some serious trouble for Donald Trump. Mariana Alfaro is a reporter with The Washington Post. She joins us. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, I understand that that Donald Trump's team and and Fannie Willis's office are in talks for a, a surrender ahead of that uh, August 25th deadline. Is that true? Yes, they haven't set a deadline yet. And I think that there's a bit of a tug of war within Trump's team itself about whether, you know, he should do it in the next coming days or whether he should do it closer to the final deadline of August 25th. Keep in mind that the first GOP presidential debate is August 23rd, and the former president has said he doesn't want to participate. He hasn't made an official decision, but he has signaled that he won't be there. So you can just picture the split screen, you know, you know, mm -hmm. Trump turning himself in versus all the other contenders uh, showing up to the debate and, you know, how much media attention he would draw away from the debate if he did that. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt that there will be a a, a a back and forth with with the the debate in Milwaukee. But but this is this this particular case, because this is a state case, has the the makings to be a completely different set of circumstances for Donald Trump and the other 18 people named in this indictment, as opposed to, say, Jack Smith's investigation. Because while you've got Democratic lawmakers calling for Jack Smith's case to be and, and that trial to be uh, broadcast on on live television, this one most likely will be because this is a state court. This will be in state court, not in federal court. Um, but Mark Meadows, as I understand, is petitioning to move this to the federal level. Why is he doing that? Yes. So uh, Mark Meadows, you know, he was Trump's uh, White House chief of staff. So um, under the things that he's being accused of doing in the indictment, um, he's claiming that he did that as he was serving the federal government when he was a federal employee. So under, you know, federal law, there's a federal law known as the removal statute which um, allows any officer uh, working for the federal government who faces criminal prosecution in a state court to move those proceedings to a federal court um, if the case relates to actions that uh, they took while they were working in the federal government. So that's his excuse for this. Again, uh, we still don't have um, you know, a comment from Willis on this uh, petition of his, but when you indict 19 people in one go, uh, which is very ambitious uh, for Willis to do, um, you can kind of expect that everyone's going to come up with their own excuses mm -hmm. or their own attempts uh, at getting out of it. So I think that this is the, f the first one and probably the biggest one we'll see um, and, and, you know, see how she takes it from there. How do you think this investigation, as, as they were going on kind of in tandem, in mirror of each other, the federal investigation headed up by Jack Smith and then Fannie Willis's investigation in Fulton County, how do you think they, they, they are similar and how, how are they different? Yes, yeah, so... 
Um, I, we had a story this morning in the post that just said, you know, the, the Jack Smith um, investigation is kind of like going in with like a, a very delicate knife, doing a very delicate cut. Meanwhile, you know, uh, Fannie Willis's investigation is just going in with a hammer and just having a big splash. You're having 19 people in this. Um, it gives her an opportunity under the RICO um, act that she's using to paint a picture, to tell a story. Um, Jack Smith only charged Trump which means that he can't really go after the people around him. He can, you know, name some co-conspirators, but he can't really go after them. Uh, meanwhile, Fannie Willis can get, you know, all of these people on, on the stand that he, she can get them to talk. She can get them um, to be part of the story and also charge them and, and kind of that way, you know, show the jury um, a, a bigger picture of what happened um, in Georgia and also just how all of these people were kind of conspiring to do the same thing. And so it's very, very ambitious. It's a sprawling case. Um, and some experts are saying, you know, my, it might be a little too much to get all these 19 people, um, uh, you know, tried at once, but it definitely allows her for more space to make a convincing point that um, all of them were trying to overturn, you know, the results of the 2020 election. What do we know about Fannie Willis? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she um, has been known for being a very vocal, very open uh, prosecutor. You know, she's been doing this since, I mean, she's, she's been working for the Georgia government since 2001. Um, and she grew up, you know, surrounded by law. Her law, her dad was uh, also in, in law. And so she very much has always said that um, she'll talk to the media, she'll talk to the public because she wants to be transparent about the things that she's doing. Some of that has gained her some criticism from Republicans who say, you know, she's only doing this for show. She's only doing this to call attention. And she's like, no, you know, the, the law has no political leaning. The law is the law and it's neutral. And so I think that we're going to hear her, you know, a lot in the next few months. She is very much um, a media presence. She definitely knows how to, you know, stand before the cameras and deliver very strong, very um, uh, powerful statements. And so um, I think that she will be a regular um, on our screens for the next few months. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think (laughs) she's going to be a main player here. How much of of her investigation do you think dipped into the findings of the 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 select house committee's investigation on the January 6th incident? How 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 closely do you think she followed their investigation? Definitely, you know, all of these investigations are obviously independent, but there was a lot of, you know, crumbs and and, and clues and, and findings brought up by the January 6th committee that DNA investigators and definitely also Jack Smith probably um, looked into um, as they were working on this. And I think that you can see a lot of that in the indictment, just, you know, even just timing, she mentions 12 of Trump tweets in the indictment, like even just tying that to what was going on on TV, what was going on on the Capitol, um, being able to talk, you know, to those uh, same Georgia election workers that, you know, had delivered very powerful testimony during the Jan 6 hearing. She has them on the indictment, too, and saying, you know, how much their lives were impacted by Trump's um, and, and his allies, you know, alleged decisions. So, I think that it, it, all of this kind of all ties back together, even though everyone was, you know, chasing their own threads. Um, but I think that, you know, we're seeing all of these claims and all of this evidence repeated over and over again. I think that it kind of just kind of makes the case stronger, but also just clear that nobody here is making up most of this stuff. It's, mm-hmm. you know, different investigators have tapped on the same issue. How do we think Donald Trump's legal team attacks this case? Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, already they're saying, you know, obviously they're saying he's not guilty, that this is all um, a witch hunt, um, that this is all, you know, Democrats weaponizing the government, which is what we've been hearing over and over again, not only from Trump, but also, you know, elected Republicans in the House. Um, But I think for now, you know, the the case is so big and so sprawling, and they're already saying that just because 
he tweeted doesn't mean that that is evidence that he was trying to, you know, mm-hmm. overturn the results of the election. So I think they're going to lean really heavily into that, like, uh, First Amendment talk and say that, you know, just because he was tweeting this doesn't mean that and that he was protected speech. But uh, so far, that's the biggest clue I think we have into what his defense might be. Yeah, and I, I think that we've even seen that defense, obviously, with, with Jack Smith's investigation into January 6th, into the documents case. Um, and, and, and proving, you know, words are words, but proving intent, proving maliciousness, that can be a whole other ball of wax. And that's going to be something that I think Fannie Willis is going to have to really attack, because especially when you've got 19 people, uh, you know, sitting opposite you in that courtroom and you've got to prove intent. It's it's quite an uphill battle. Uh, yeah. Mariana Alfaro, thank you so much. Good stuff. We appreciate thank you. your time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Um, I'd love to hear from you. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. I'm going to play more Alan Dershowitz audio coming up. Because, again, for for a guy that is an anti-Trumper, really, um, he's come to the defense of Donald Trump a couple of times. And so we'll play you that audio from his interview with Paul W. Smith coming up shortly. But if you want to weigh in, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Some new uh, 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 updates to that story today involves Mark Meadows petitioning to move this case from the state level to the federal level because this is a case that happened, according to Mark Meadows, during his time as a federal employee, as a federal worker. He was the secretary, the, 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 the chief of staff to Donald Trump. And so he says that this should be adjudicated at the federal level and not at the state level. We'll see if that's something that gets any nibbles on the line. I'm not sure it will, but we'll keep an eye on it. 800-859-0957. Got to take a break. We'll get your calls and texts next here on JR Afternoon.